Welcome to episode 51 of Real Travels. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, the author of the books on location, a film and TV lover's travel guide, and Road Trip, a sports lover's travel guide. I'm hoping this podcast inspires you to travel to destinations that have been used in your favorite movies and television shows. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Happy September. I hope you're all doing well and staying safe. I've been busy dealing with a dental emergency that once again sidelined me from getting on the road this month for a long trip across the country. But it's only a minor setback. I'll get back on the road soon. In the meantime, I've been busy watching movies and television, working on realtravelsmagazine.com and other projects as well. If you head over to realtravelsmagazine.com, you'll see two articles on the 20th anniversary of the first Harry Potter movie and different things you can see in London if you're a Potterhead. If you're a fan of Friends, there's info on where in Atlanta you can see the Friends experience until later this month. And speaking of Friends, I'll be posting a recipe I made from both the uh, unofficial Friends and the unofficial Harry Potter cookbooks and what I thought about both of them. You'll find that under Real, R-E-E-L, Foods. Now, if you're in the bookstore and you pick up the most recent issues of Remind Magazine, you'll see articles I've written on things to do if you're a fan of cowboy movies and things to do if you're a big Disney fan. You can go to RemindMagazine.com to see what this seriously cool retro publication is all about. Subscribe and follow the articles that I do. Now, I haven't talked about what I've been watching recently, so I'll share some things I've enjoyed, and hopefully you might find something you enjoy too. So over the past month or so, I've seen Black Widow, and I saw this in what they call a movie theater, which I haven't stepped into for quite some time. I enjoyed it a lot, and I know it got mixed reviews, but for me it was a solid 8.5. Space Jam 2 with LeBron James Now, when you watch Space Jam, you need to remember it's Space Jam. So just look for fun. It's not great acting. It's not really great in general, but it is family fun. And I did think it was a fun movie, and I gave it an 8.5. But I have to say, in many respects, I enjoyed the first one a lot more. I think mostly because LeBron is a cartoon character for much of the movie, whereas Michael Jordan was himself for the first Space Jam. On Disney Plus, I watched 10 Things I Hate About You, and nope, I never saw this 1999 flick, and I thought it was also good. It had a young Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so so that was really good. So one night, I also asked my now adult kids what I should watch on Disney Plus, and they recommended Sky High, (laughs) a 2005 film that stars Kelly Preston, Kurt Russell, Bruce Campbell, Cloris Leachman, Linda Carter, and more. Tells the story of Will Stronghold, the son of two superheroes who don't who doesn't have his powers yet, so he's categorized as a sidekick, although his parents think his powers have come in and that he should have been a hero. He's dealing with that, and when his powers do kick in, he's promoted to hero, but he wants to stay with his sidekick friends. He's also threatened by a supervillain because of something that his parents did. It's kind of cheesy, but honestly, I ended up getting into it, and I gave it an 8. Again, it's just a really great family night movie. Now, the only movie that's gotten a 9 from me is Shang-Chi, the latest in the Marvel series. 
so good. And I'm not really going to talk about it because it's, you know, just came out. But other than to say that it pulled me in from the beginning and the addition of Aquafina was perfect. I wasn't a big fan of the ending fight scene, although I did think it was a little over the top. And don't be surprised I said ending fight scene because every Marvel movie has one. But overall, the movie was fantastic. And finally, when it comes to movies, if you're looking for a little more romance and a little less superhero, you might want to watch Last Letters from Your Lover on Netflix with Shailene Woodley. It's not the best romantic movie I've watched. I think I'd give it more about a seven, but it's worthy of a view. So let me know what you're watching and where you're traveling to. I'd love to hear from you. So now on to the interview of the week. My guest is YouTuber Ryan Albanese, who talks about his channel going to the movies. He's been traveling the country, finding different film locations for quite some time. And today he talks about his journeys, the locations he would still like to see, and so much more. It's a really fun interview, and I hope you'll enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. So my guest today on Real Travels is Ryan Albanese. He's a music industry worker from Nashville, Tennessee. And he sent me his bio, and I met him online. And I'm going to tell him before he even gets on my show that I hate him. I hate him. Um, his, his videos are awesome. I hate him. He lives in Nashville. I hate him. He is a network producer for football. I hate him. So I hate you, Ryan. But let's go into this a little bit more detailed. So this is going to be a little fun today. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So let me tell you a little bit about Ryan before I bring him on. Um, Ryan is behind the YouTube channel Going to the Movies. Like I said, he's a music industry worker from Nashville, Tennessee. By daytime, he, um, or I should say in the daytime, he helps distribute songwriter and publisher royalties to affiliates with music placements in film and television. He moonlights as a producer for the local sports radio station and as a network producer for the Tennessee Titans game pro, uh, broadcast. Any free time he has, though, he's doing what I love to do, too, which is going out and seeing his favorite movie locations. And we're going to talk about how that how he got into all of this. He's got an awesome, awesome, I'm only teasing him, he's got an awesome YouTube channel. And instead of reading the rest of the bio, I want to hear the story for him, from him. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on, Lisa. And I'm sorry I hate you so much. Well, here's the thing. I went to your to your YouTube channel after I kind of, you know, introduced myself to you on social media and said you need to come on my show. And, and, and you know, looking at your YouTube channel, I mean, it's just so well done. And I'm like, he, he does this ten times better than I think I'll ever be able to do. And it's just so much fun to watch because you, you bring the movie in first and then kind of walk everybody through what you went to go see. So I can't wait to talk about this, but talk a little bit about how this whole passion started and how you and your wife started doing these travels and documenting what you were seeing. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, it takes a lot. That, uh, that was really kind. And, uh, I, you know, the videos, they take so long, and that's why I don't, I don't have a bunch coming out all at the same time. It's usually like a two-week thing in between. So it's good to know that all the time put into the editing is, is making a, an impact on people. Um, but as far as uh, getting into it, it was just, I think, the same as, as everyone else. You know, I was just watching a movie, and 
there was a scene, I don't know what specific movie, it was probably, the earliest I can remember doing this for was uh, either The Graduate or uh, Field of Dreams. And I was like, where is that baseball field? That doesn't look like California or anything like that. So I searched it up on Google and saw that it was a museum. I was like, that is so cool, or, or a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the church from The Graduate was out there, wherever it is, I forget. Um, and I was like, man, there's all these locations shot outside of California. They're all real. And so whenever I would travel, I would look, what was filmed in this city? And so when I went to Seattle, um, I took a cross-country trip when I was in college with a buddy of mine. We went up to Seattle for the day. We were staying in Portland. And I was like, I've got to see the apartment building from Singles. That was like one of the top things I had to do there, along with going to see uh, where the Supersonics play, because this was right after they left the NBA, and the Space Needle and all that. But the Singles apartment building was up there, so I think that was my first one, and that was somewhere around 2012. And then... You know, I would go to shows a lot, like see bands in different cities, and, and that's what I would do during the day, is just visit, like, the Rocky Steps or something like that before a show. So have you been a film buff your whole life, or did that start, like, later in life? Take me back a little bit. Yeah, so when I was a kid, my dad would introduce me to, you know, the great movies of when he was a kid and all that, and and he was always into what was current as well. So he would show me these movies that I'd never heard of. And when I went off to college, you know, you kind of get some homesickness. And one of the strongest memories was watching movies with my dad. So I just started ordering DVDs on Amazon because they're like 2 $3. And then I built up this massive DVD collection. And then I was like, wait a second, I got to switch over to Blu-ray. So I started collecting Blu-rays. And I have like thousands and thousands of those. And, uh, I just like way into film. I'm, I'm into, you know, blockbusters and things like that. More so the earlier ones. And I'm also into like foreign films, independent films, all that. All the different nooks and crannies. So you then also started doing this with your wife. In your bio that you sent me, you said in 2014 you met your wife. Now, did you meet your wife doing one of these? Or did you meet your wife and went, you know, hey, this is a requirement. You have to like movies and you have to like going on film location shots with me and stuff like that. Like, how did that all work out? I guess I wasn't really, like, doing it as serious uh, when we met. So we met working at Papa John's together. And um, we would travel a lot. So it wasn't necessarily film-based travel. I remember we went to Bonnaroo one year and we did a couple other things. And I was like, okay, she can hang, you know, she's she's down with these long trips just to see, like, one thing for a day or, or something like that. So uh, the first trip we went on that was movie-related was Blobfest, and we just had an absolute blast doing the run out of the theater. Mm-hmm. And um, from then on, it, it got more and more, I guess, uh, labor-intensive because the, the year, I want to say, it was 2019. We did Blobfest in 2016. A couple of years later, it was the 20th anniversary of The Blair Witch, which was actually the first movie we watched together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But um, the 25th anniversary of Shawshank was that same year. So we went to both. And when you're at those things with, like, so many other fans all at the same time, you know, it's one thing to go tour Shawshank to prison. It's another thing to, to do that and then watch the movie at the theater 
engineered in with a bunch of the background actors and the director there and all that stuff. And it's just like, your fandom, you know, you get overwhelmed. And so then I was like, what, what, what is close by? So we just started doing these day trips to different things. You know, Big Fish is not far from us. October Sky, one of my favorite childhood movies. Um, Gone Girl, it's in Missouri, but it's only three hours from Nashville. And we just kept finding different ones that we liked. Have you ever been disappointed when you've gone to go see something and you get there and you're like, what? Really? <laughs> um, no, not really, because I do a lot of research, because uh, the trips, uh, before YouTube, we would do the, you know, the then and now shots, and if I was going to go to a place, I had to have an anchor location, like we've done a brother work with that before, and it, it's a five and a half hour drive, and there's not any other movies that are shot around there that I was interested in. Um, but I, I told myself if I could get into the auditorium from the end of the movie, then it would be worth the trip. And so we went out, and that was my anchor location. So having that makes me not disappointed when I can't find something. But fortunately for that trip, we found everything we're looking for. Um, so if something's like demolished or gone, like I would have already done before the trip. Mm-hmm. And how much how much research do you actually put into this? I mean, how long does it take for you to plan a day trip, and do you just do day trips, or is it, you know, where you where you've gone longer? Yeah, we've done um, we've done longer ones, especially now because in Nashville, you know, you run out of day trips pretty quickly because <laughs> there's not <laughs> a lot of movies filmed around here. But true. Um, when we were just doing pictures, I could really like dig in and find new locations that nobody had found before. If you see my first video, and you can hear through all the wind because I didn't have a mic yet, um, I I found the train depot from In the Heat of the Night where Sydney Poitier gets in the fight with all the rednecks that come after him. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find that because I was just searching and searching. I was like, someone on the Internet knows where this place is. And I found a street called Train Shop Road or something like that. And it wasn't there anymore, but you could see where a training track would have been. And then I found some old aerial photographs, and then I found, like, a fire marshal map or something like that. And I was able to overlay everything and pinpoint exactly where that building was, which is another reason I started doing video, because if something's not there anymore, the then and now shots aren't that interesting. But on video, it's kind of cool to to at least mark it in history, like, where that was filmed. Yeah. And why decide to, to start a YouTube channel? Was it to just kind of keep it for yourself, or did you and did you expect the, you know, the fact you've only been on since, what, I think February it said you joined, and you already yeah. have, like, more than 3,000 subscribers? Yeah, and that's, that's mostly due to uh, the Twister video we did, which exploded for some reason. Um, I guess it's kind of Twister is a big movie, mm-hmm. and no one had really done a, a comprehensive one. And it's still only a part one because I haven't been to the Iowa we decided to do video because, um, well, the first reason is because we wanted to make it worth it when, say, like a building is demolished. It's a way to market, but also as a way to help other people find them. So on my videos, you'll always see the addresses or the coordinates for every location, and they're in the description as well. And so I kind of wanted to have these guides and to be able to share these stories because I'll bring up um, a brother of ours, Al, again. We 
we're looking for a specific location, the restaurant where they meet um, John Goodman, who's like the Cyclops kind of character. And I just, on a whim, I went into a visitor center in the town square of Canton, Mississippi, which is kind of centrally located to all the locations that are all spread out in Mississippi. And I showed the screenshot to the lady at the front desk, and I said, do you happen to know, like, where this was filmed, what town or anything? And she goes, yeah, come come follow me. And she walks into the back room, and that's where it was. Now, like, stories like that, find the locations <laughs> in that way, like, i got to share that on video. Is there a movie that, and I'm sure that with having thousands of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that, um, it, it might be hard to narrow this down, but is there a movie that you haven't done yet that you're dying to, to go out there and do, um, or even a few of them? Which ones would they be? Yeah, I think one of the top ones that I've had on my mind a lot lately is School of Rock, just because a lot of people haven't done that, and it's such a huge movie for me. Mm-hmm. I was 13 when it came out, and I was into classic rock and roll, and it felt like that movie was made for me. It was one of those kind of movies. Uh, so it's really special to me, and that's one I've been really wanting to visit. That's up in uh, New York. And um, I think Mulholland Drive would be another one that I would love to do, but it's mm-hmm. probably going to be a while before I can get to Los Angeles. So School of Rock is based off of a guy in Woodstock, New York, which is, I'm not going to say a stone's throw from my um, house, but I've actually interviewed that camp quite a few times. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so it, it's the guy who they they based it off of, like, he has this appearance, like, you look at him and you're like, yeah, you, you, you kind of look like what Jack Black looks like in the movie. Um, and it's, it's brought them a lot of notoriety. Um, so if you ever do finally make it up to Woodstock, let me know, because I'm, I'm like, less than a half an hour away from there. So, you know. Well, yeah, um, there's, there's a ton in New York that I want to hit. And that's not just locations. Uh, that's why I really like your book. I need to order it, because I'm into um, museums of, like, classic actors and stuff as well. And there's a bunch of those in New York that I want to go to. First of all, thank you for mentioning my book. I do appreciate that. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it, it's that's the thing. It's like I, I love people that go out and do the filming locations and, you know, stand like you do, and whether it be in a parking lot or on a street and, and show us what it was. Um, but I also like the other side of it where there's all of these houses where people were born and, you know, celebrities were born and they, they have you know, like Jack Benny or Johnny Carson or, you know, whoever I can keep going on. Um, I, I love keeping them alive, too, because they're just so important to the history of film and television, you know. Um, have you done this or want to do this at all for any TV shows? Like, are you a TV buff? Uh, yeah, it would be really hard just because of all the episodes and everything, but there's a few shows that I would definitely do. Um, Sopranos is my number one favorite show of all time, so I would do that. Uh, me and Virginia, we love Downton Abbey, so that's one mm-hmm. we would do. Uh, a newer one, Ted Lasso, I think would be fun to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a handful of shows. Oh, even Steven. Like, that's one of my favorite shows from when I was really, a kid. Really, really. Not from when you're a kid, I feel like it's the one that you want to do the most. Like, even Steven's I would definitely do. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. that hard because they didn't shoot a lot of yeah, my kids loved that show when they were little, too. Um, and so what's next 
on your agenda, um, what's the next trip for you? Um, well, I got a bunch of videos in the can, so as far as YouTube goes, I think I'm going to put up one of the non-filming location videos finally to start sprinkling that stuff in, and mm -hmm. I'm probably going to do the Twister Museum video that I filmed, which is in Lakita, and like I said, a bunch of the subscribers came from that Twister video, so hopefully they'll like seeing the museum. Uh, but physically, uh, like our next trip is this weekend. We're going to go down and, and redo a brother of our art doll for YouTube because mm -hmm. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of new locations that we found. Let's jump back to the Twister Museum. Um, tell my listeners what the museum had and what was fun about it because it's this tiny little thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really small. Um, which was, it made it difficult to make a YouTube video out of it because this was the 25th anniversary, so the town was packed full of people, which adds to it, but of course you, you're getting shuffled through there pretty quick. Um, they have so much stuff. They have on-set pictures. They have uh, call sheets, which I thought was the most fascinating thing. So you can go on there and see like what actors were needed for a specific scene, what time they had to be there, and, and the location and all that. They also had storyboards and autographs and all sorts of things. Merch, too. I always like to pick a T-shirt up. Flying cows? Flying cows? I didn't see any flying cows. <laughs> I didn't see any cows, actually, in Lakita, but I'm sure they're near there. <laughs> that's, that's the best scene in the whole movie, <laughs> is the cow. <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't watch Twister much as a kid, but the, the cow thing was always, like, part of it. <laughs> um, so what is this? What is it about it that, that makes it so much fun for you to go to, like, and, and in some of the videos that, that you'll see on your YouTube channel, I mean, you're just literally standing in an empty parking lot, you know? So what's the fun for you being in that particular spot that, you know, some people just don't get it. They don't understand why we take trips like this. So try to explain it from your perspective. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of an example of a parking lot one. I guess on my second most recent video, Airborne, another movie from my childhood, uh, there was a parking lot that had a hockey rink in it, and it was about 30 minutes north of Cincinnati where the rest of the movie was shot. So we went up there because we were actually doing a Doris Day video, and it was in the same town where she got hit by the train that broke her leg and made her go into singing rather than dancing. Um, but we would have still gone up there anyways. I think it's just because I have this, like, completionist attitude. I just have to, like, document as many as I can find and put it out there so people know, you know. I, I don't know if anyone cares that the hockey rink was once there, but at least it's documented. Has your wife become as, I, I don't want to use this term without saying I'm using it loosely, as obsessed as you are <laughs> since doing this? No, she doesn't have, like, the ADHD over-obsession gene that I've got. <laughs> she does like, she gets a little bit, she's a teacher. She's a special education teacher, so she's already, you know, her job is stressful enough. And, um, so whenever I'm like, Virginia, I just found out that Breaking Away was only shot four hours from here. we got to go see the, the quarry and everything. She's like, oh, God, here we go again. But <laughs> once we've done it, she, she really enjoys it. She gets a lot of fulfillment out of it. When she's actually there, it's just a lead up to it. It's a little stressful for her. Yeah. And I'm sure that with everything going on with, in the world today, has traveling been more difficult? I think it's been a little bit easier um, with the locations. 
And the first one we did during the pandemic was My Cousin Vinny. And, well, our video is a revisit. So before that, we had gone down there. And we were like, this is a great way to travel during a pandemic because you don't have to be around anyone. You know, if you're doing exteriors, you're not going to really see anybody. Um, we did fly once during the pandemic, and, and that wasn't too bad. But I think uh, it's been easy. The traffic for downtown ones, like in major cities, that's been a lot easier to get around. Yeah, you know, I guess I guess you're right. I mean, you know, if you're looking at things like just the outside of a store or something like that, you're not going to run into these large groups of people, you know, if you're just traveling to a street sign or the outside of a barn or something like that, you know, the odds mm -hmm. of, of running into a lot of other people doing the same thing is probably slim. Um, so what would you tell, what kind of tip would you have for somebody who's who wants to do what you're doing? How do you even start? I mean... Where do you start? I guess I would say, are you talking about just in general or for Yeah, just like for, for planning trips. You know, like if I if I wanted to do something as extensive as you're doing for a different movie, um, you know, where where do you where do I start to research something like that? And what kind of tip would you have for somebody who wants to take the same kind of trip? Well, I'd say make sure to use every possible resource you've got. So planning, what I use is google.com slash mymaps, which is Google Maps, but you put in your own landmarks. And that makes it really easy to set where you're going next based on distance and all that stuff. Also use, you know, old newspaper archives because whenever a movie shoots in a small town, like the local media goes nuts and they write tons of articles about it and they get really specific with the locations and a lot of people overlook that. They don't think to, to search old newspapers, that's where I find a lot of the ones that have been previously undiscovered, at least to people that aren't local. Um, so use just every resource you can think of and try not to spend too much money on it, you know, just travel very frugally because if you spend a lot of money, like we went to New Orleans earlier this year and spent a week to do four videos and we didn't get a hotel with a microwave or a fridge, so we were eating out the whole time and we ended up spending like a couple thousand down there, so mm -hmm. just, you know, look up what's closest to you, and if you like that movie, go to it, because all it's really going to cost you is a couple things to guess. Is your goal to be a full-time YouTuber doing this, or do you enjoy these other things that you do so much that this is just going to be like a part-time hobby thing? I've been trying to figure that out, actually. It, it's been really fun. Um, but it is like a third job now, and mm -hmm. it's kind of like consuming my entire life, so mm -hmm. the editing part of it and the traveling. Um, if if it went, I'm going to keep, you know, pushing towards that, and if it becomes something that is of monetary value and people seem to like it, then I'm definitely going to keep doing it and maybe move to the northeast or to the west or something like that. Um, otherwise... Right now, I'm considering it a hobby, but I'm taking it very seriously where I'm trying to have consistent uploads and all that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just kind of seeing where it goes right now. Do you want to do it internationally? Yes, absolutely. What would, do you know off the top of your head, like, what one of the international movies that you would want to see would be? Um, yeah, I don't know that they would get a lot of views, but I would love to go to Europe and just do, like, like, I would love to do Run, Lola, Run in, in Berlin. I really want to do um, 
Now, this one I know would not get any views, <laughs> but uh, my favorite movie from 2019 was Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life, which was shot in northern Italy, like way up north Italy, where it's practically Austria, mm-hmm. and in the mountains and everything. It's called South Tyrol, and it is just gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography, that movie. And I found a bunch of the spots. It took forever. I had to, like, translate newspapers from Italy, which are, like, half Italian, half German, and all that. Um so that's when I want to do Sound of Music in Austria. That was actually part of our honeymoon trip that we mm-hmm. had to cancel uh, because of the pandemic. So we're eventually going to do that. But, yeah, I'd like to do some French New Wave movies in France, Amelie as well there. Uh, I would do Harry Potter as well. Wow, you really do watch a wide variety of movies. The ones that you're mentioning, I mean, it's it's incredible because a lot of people just sometimes have a niche. You know, it's like, I'm just going to do horror, or that's really all I love, horror and drama or something. But some of the movies that you're mention, mentioning are really, like, a wide variety of movies. Yeah, I just, uh, I think that kind of started in... I mean, if we're talking about foreign language films, that really started in college. I took a, a world cinema class and kind of got introduced to Italian neorealism, and, and it's sounding very pretentious that it's coming out of my mouth. I'm but, <laughs> uh, French New Wave and, and German Expressionism and stuff like that. I want to see where those are because those movies are a lot older, and those are the ones that are the most fascinating to see, like, what has changed. And, and Europe is so good at preserving their architecture and things like that. that I know a lot of those were shot on set, but... I had um, an actress who did a Celebrity Minute on my podcast, and she talked about how um, she went to Italy and went to, there's a movie museum there. And, uh, yeah, so I'll have to send you the link. Um, But she talked about how, like, she, she, it was one of her favorite places that she ever saw. It was, like, just old-time movies that she could see and the history of film and history of film in Italy, cameras, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's it's in Italy, but I can't remember which part. So I'll send you the link, but if you ever get to Italy, that's something I think you would be really excited to see. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So my parents went to Italy uh, a few years ago, um, and they went to the Trevi Fountain. I was like, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, yeah, this fountain is uh, so old. Yeah, it's in a Fellini movie, too. Did you know that? <laughs> and then I went to uh, uh, Bari, which is where my, um, I guess, like, my great-great-grandparents are from, mm-hmm. down south, and, and somewhere around there is where they shot uh, Passion of the Christ, so that was another thing they were doing. I was like, you guys are doing some locations you don't even realize it. Wow. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm jealous of your parents now, too, because I, I dying to go to Italy. My favorite movie is Under the Tuscan Sun. It's what really triggered my interest in film tourism uh, because I was watching the movie, and it was a good movie, but, I mean, it's not like the best movie ever, but I'm literally staring over Diane Lane at the, at the views of Tuscany and crying, and I'm like, why am I crying? This movie hasn't even really started yet. And I realized it was because of the scenery, and I had not really... I mean, I you know, I was I was always one of those people like, yeah, I want to go to Italy, but I didn't really know what that meant until I like started watching this movie and saw that scenery, and it just pulled me in. And I, it's my one of my favorite movies ever, and I can't wait to get out there to just stand where she stood, and it, it's, ah, uh, I can't wait. So anyway, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> 
So it makes it really hard to watch a movie now too because you're always like looking in the background like, where is that? That is true. I watched something on Netflix a couple weeks ago and it was also another Italy one. I guess I have to get there, but it was also an Italy one and I'm like, move out of the way. I can't see what's behind you. Yeah, yeah. 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 my clues. Like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So where can my listeners follow you on all of your social media? On YouTube, it is going to the movies, and that's with an exclamation point at the end. Um, on Instagram, actually, let me say, TikTok, it's the same name as YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram is going to the movies, but two is the number two. And mm-hmm. I just did that because the name was already taken. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on, on the show today. I feel like like there's so many movies and so many things that we could talk about. But I know you also have day jobs, so I am going to let you get back to your life. And I, w- I really do want to thank you, Ryan, for being on the show. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, thank you for having me on. Ryan, thank you so much for stopping by, and thank you all for tuning in. Please leave me a review or a rating. It really helps me out. And follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. I'd love to hear from you about your real travels and what you think of this podcast. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.